Hey, welcome to Gen Time, bringing you your casino tips, news, and rumors. So, today, the first link I saw to Joshua Zerli of um, Bayern Munich. That season, he spent it uh, unknown at Anderlecht. He's in 38 games, he scored 16 goals and got 9 assists in the league. I watched a lot of, I watched a, it's a five minute video of him on YouTube from the official Anderlet page. And it, it was just his goals that the show, but he looks like he's got a good instinct for getting into the box. He's uh, got good strength. It was one of his goals he, he held up on that when the free ball was played through to him. He got a lot of um, trust in the technique. Because I think in the second goal, he just the last one shot went straight over. The keeper was poorly positioned, but it was quite a powerful shot. And it would, regardless of where the keeper's positioned, it was a hard shot to say. It was one of those ones. But it's just underneath the bar, so it takes a lot of concentration from the best of keepers to make certain that stays up. So um, he looks like a good striker. That looks like that's his preferred role down the center and he would be a good development type player for Lucas to bring in you know he's got one year left on his contract with Bayern Munich it seems like he started off quite well and when he was coming through to the first team he was getting a few opportunities but then he went off the ball but it looks like he's taking his opportunities and He's willing to keep developing, so it'll be interesting to see if he does score. He would very much be a project. He does need quite a bit of refining from what I saw. Was, some of his finishing was quite um, just quite raw, to be honest. You know, he doesn't seem to hit the corners a lot. See, it's more, but he does trust in his shot, and he will continue to. From what I saw. It looks like he's quite confident. He's trying to always get into the box and, and be available to make the finish. And that's what that's what I like to see in strikers. That they will continue to keep getting themselves into the position even when things aren't going well for them. So hopefully he's an option. Going forward. Um there's been a link to Tyler Dibbling of uh, Southampton. The young, uh, 16-year-old, and it sounds like they're going to try and bring him in, much in the same vein as um, Alex Murphy and uh, Charlie MacArthur, which I don't think has been confirmed fully, but I, I think he'll be in soon. I may be wrong on this anyway, but he seems to be much in the same vein of what what Dan Ashworth is trying to achieve, basically, to try and get as many plays into that academy as possible who have quite a high season and that's that's what's necessary to make the academy more competitive and to hopefully increase the chances of these young players coming through to the Newcastle first team and even if they don't make it then they can at least be sold on for a further fee with maybe set on fees so it's a, it's a way for finances to continue to come into uh, Newcastle United as well as being place for young players to see that there's an opportunity for them 
I prefer that they make it from academics to first time. But either way, that they can see if they come to the academies and if things don't work out for them, at least they'll be given the opportunity to go elsewhere and there's plans put in place for them so they can continue to grow. If you know, you see, with a fast shot to the first team, you know, be given the correct loans and an opportunity to continue to develop their abilities. There's been um, talk of Amine Kuriri of Nice. Supposedly, Lucas are interested in trying to get him. And there's talk of the fee being between 25 to 30 million pounds, which would be a good deal from what I've heard. He's been a good goal scorer in the league one. Uh, I may pronounce that wrong, but the French league. Uh, but the problem is that there's a 15% sell on fee that needs old to Villa. So any deal has to be structured to include that. And they're probably thinking how can they just pay off their initial sell on fee without it affecting their ability to get as much money for the player as possible. He would be a good addition, especially in that all that's happened with a few bit of TK. But, but we'll see where that goes. There's also been a link to um, Nomi Madiwike of PSV. He's a young young striker or winger. He's had quite a good season. But Newcastle aren't the only ones in, in the chase for him. I believe there's quite a few teams who are after him. Um, teams of a similar in a similar position to Newcastle right now. I think it's between just one moment. It's between Leicester Leeds, Everton Spurs and Wolves. He might actually be most receptive to going back to going to Spurs because he was an academy player from Spurs. So he might have a point to prove and try and go back and and show that he is capable of playing for Tottenham Hotspur. So there's quite a few teams he's been linked to. It sounds like he's yeah, he's been doing very well. He's just turned twenty years old. In the past seventy appearances he's had for them, he's got eighteen goals and fourteen assists. So that's a good record. He plays on the wing, prefers playing the play on the right so he can cut in, which is which seems to be the modern way wingers play. And yeah, that would be good. He already knows how to play in England. And he's shown that he's willing to test himself to prove that he is capable. So he shows that he's got that character. And we know that's what Eddie Howe and the recruitment team will be looking for, especially in going forward with these players. That they've, that they've got the right character. As well as ability, because that that's what makes the best players. They're the ones who are able to rise. You know, when when the chips are down. There's um, been talk from Dietmar Hammer, former Newcastle player, and he's been talking about Newcastle might be missing a trip by not going after Musa Diaby. 
think we all know that that's what <laughs> we'd like to see. That it, that is he's recruited for that price tag is um is quite large. Which is understandable considering his abilities. And I think everyone in this recruitment team would like to bring him in, but they have to be sensible with, with the money that, that they have and there are other concerns in terms of recruitment that they have to consider because Star needs to bring in a striker to at least cover for Callum Wilson because he has been having problems with injuries ever since he joined Newcastle but he, he might have a better season in terms of injuries this year because now he's going to be staying more in the North East due to his family moving up because I was surprised when I found out that he goes that he was going down basically every weekend to go and see his family or join the week taking those long trips all the way from Newcastle to the South Coast which is even though he, he have um, access to like planes or the best travel arrangements it's not really smart to be honest traveling those type of distances on a weekly basis because sitting down it's going to cause strain on anybody's body never mind an elite high level um, athlete um, there's been I saw something by a, a journalist uh, and he was talking about how Sven Batman shouldn't be joining Newcastle but when uh, AC Milan's on the table you know, being able to play Champions League football, being able to uh, challenge right now for the Italian league, and that discrepancy isn't right because uh, essentially the English league has created this elite, elite league. What? But I don't know whether that's really fair for me to say, you know. The Italian league had its heyday back in the 90s when it was just when it was, you know, supercharged by massive funds. She always seems to happen, you know. And bigger clubs, bigger historic clubs, seem to always come with this um this notion or this um narrative that oh it's just due to the and it is partly to do with like ethos and things like that but funds have always been part of football and a lot of these big teams have benefited from having you know quite generous uh, donors or owners or benefactors whatever, whatever word you choose to use it has been always been part and parcel you know and I don't believe AC Milan have any um, ground to stand upon, especially talking about um, things are unfair considering what they and those 30 other clubs done. Was it, was it last year? I think I think it was last year. Maybe the year before. I forgot when it happened. But when they tried to to make the Super League. AC Milan were part of that um, cartel who tried to hijack football. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to say that um, 
stay stay owned closer away from football because they're not you know but money is in football in ways it has ruined it but it also has allowed for um for us to see the best players you know and to, for them to to be allowed to play with each other and you see just last season was a great end to the season in England as well as in Europe you know we would like to see things based more on merit and and club ethos and you know the, the way that clubs approach the game and the way they develop players and, and things of that like but money talks so in terms of finding a system that which allows clubs to reflect that then it's just going to be who pays the most pretty much is going to be ruling the roost you can look at the American system but there are a lot of different things over there which, which allow you know the, the, the teams to draft well or the develop players so then every dog will have its day I wish it was like that over here but unfortunately it's not so until they figure out a system which allows that to happen and I don't think it ever will be allowed because that would mean certain teams will have to face times where they won't be the top dogs and as you saw from that um that Super League as they called it they don't want that they want a cartel for themselves where it's enshrined and that's not what sport is you don't have a divine right to always be at the top it has to be earned each and every day and unfortunately sometimes you're gonna have to accept that you're not going to be at the top you know unfortunately AC Milan are right now the best they've been in a long time they've just won the league in Italy but the Italian league doesn't really you don't have the pull that it, that it had in the 90s or even the early 2000s so then the money's not going to be there so they're going to have to figure out ways to market their product better that's what's happening in England the Premier League is the best marketing league in the world as well as the best product in terms of football right now it's the most exciting, captivating and thrilling league at the moment you know even though you, you do pretty much have a set number of teams who are going to compete at the top every once in a while they're going to have to hold an unexpected result and that's what people want anyway that's all I've got for tonight well tonight for me so wherever you are have a good morning afternoon evening or night peace